This season of Well and Good with Art and Matilda is brought to you by Subaru. We love Subarus, and we think they're the perfect car for Kiwis. Indeed they are, Art, because Kiwis are doers, right? And so are Subaru drivers. We're the kind of people who are always pushing to sneak that little bit more out of life. We stay out surfing for that one last wave. We sneak in a trip down to the river for a swim. And we stay at the beach eating our fish and chumps until the very last speck of light is gone. So if you want to do more, do it with Subaru. Please excuse the quality of this episode as the interview took place in a bit of an echoey room right in the thick of the hustle and bustle of New York City. Kia ora and welcome to an epic episode with Kirsty Godzo. This is a really good listen. I hope you've got your ears turned on. We recorded this episode over in New York in Manhattan where Kirsty lives. She's a Kiwi but she lives over there and she's absolutely killing it. How fancy are we recording an episode in New York? I know, go us. We are taking well and good global, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it's just one episode. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting excited. But for those of you who aren't familiar with Kirsty Godzo, she's an all-round bloody legend. She's a fitness luminary. She's an entrepreneur. She's got a couple of companies which she's going to talk about in the podcast. She's just awesome, right? She's like ultimate fitspo. Yeah, she is. She's a Nike master trainer. She trains some of the the biggest names in... Well, in America, she trains some of the um, Victoria's Secret models. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's an absolute star. She's also um, a self-described energy dealer, and this episode is full of energy. You'll be left feeling very energized. Yeah. Um, before we waffle on too much, let's get stuck into it. Well, Kirsty, thanks for joining us. We appreciate having you here. Um, yeah. An NYC, should we set the scene? I know, let's set the scene. Just a few few Kiwis hanging out and yeah. very crisp NYC, fueled by cold brew. Very Shout crisp. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised you went for a cold brew on well, quite a cold okay, day. Well, okay, you know what happens, guys. So you start living here and you just realise, you're like, I guess I don't drink proper coffee anymore. So cold brew is seems to be easier to drink than their hot coffee. More palatable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm, I'm finding that an almond milk cortado. Oh, yeah, there you go. You're getting yeah. there. Well, see, shout out to Poi from Odette's in um, Auckland City. Oh, because yes. she does send over coffee to me. Oh, wow. Um, what a legend. What a legend. Shout out to it's Poi. Like, it's my favorite place in the world. And so, like, even when, if she knows one of my friends is coming over, they, they have to bring coffee for me. Oh, if we'd have known, we it's totally um, would have brought some. I know, I think I'm going to have to hoard some back when I come home for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so cold brew on a crisp day, you know, may as well. Yeah. Just stay alert. That's ballsy, man. <laughs> that is ballsy. Well. <laughs> you know, living on the edge over here. Totally. <laughs> so, so how long have you been in New York? Oh, uh, legally two and a half years. Oh. Uh, prior to that was in and out all the time between New York, LA and Portland for Nike. So, oh, how cool. Yeah. Portland's amazing, right? Portland's cool. It's like a lot more like New Zealand. However, the weather's like a bit emotional. So I'd say it's like raining quite a lot. Like, But then they'll have these beautiful clear summer days. But it's very peaceful down there. Yeah, we were there earlier this year and I it feels a lot like New Zealand, doesn't it? It's got the whole craft brewery scene quite sort of... Well, it feels like Wellington. And it's really green. Yeah, that's what's nice. Like, even when you go to L.A., like, it's not – I mean, it's nice to be by the water and um, where all the trees are and stuff, but it's not it's the same as, like, when you're just, like, surrounded by, like, all the grass and everything. Totally. But totally. I do love L.A. Oh. Try, try pop to L.A. and Miami a lot more over these months of, like, October through April where it's um, a little gloomy in New York. L.A. just feels like everyone's happy. 
Do you think? Because they get so much sun. Well, I also am not entirely sure how much work is going on. So, um, <laughs> no, God, I, lo- I love LA. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, like, I know for myself, when I'm there for work, I am on a different pace. Mm. Um, whereas New York, it's kind of like if you weren't up at 5.30 a.m., why do you even live here? You know? Yeah, like, you totally get a, that feeling. And, like, yeah. everyone is just on the Everyone is very fast. I think when I first lived here, it took me a long time to be able to walk at the pace that everyone walks at because you're, like, you're literally going to get trampled. If you're not like moving quickly, so man, it's heat. And now it's funny because now I'm that person where I'm judging people. I'm like, oh my god, tourist. <laughs> like if someone's slow. <laughs> but I go home to New Zealand and I live on a farm. Like my mum lives in South Auckland, and um, her and my brother are like slow down. Like where do you think you're going? And I'm like, this is true. There's nowhere to go here. There's literally like, no yeah, rush. There is, there is no hurry. <laughs> do you? So do you reckon you'd you'd quite like to escape that rush of New York at some point? Oh, yeah, you definitely get spit out, like, at least once every six weeks. You're like, well, but... um, There it is. Yeah, it's kind of like a toxic love affair. Like, I didn't actually think I would live in New York this long. Like, originally, I moved here to help Equinox open a gym in Soho, and and I didn't think that I would stay this long because it was always my plan to move to L.A., and I'd actually signed a contract with the West Coast team, with Nike there. And then I was like, well, no surprise, I'm moving to New York and switched into the East Coast, and then I just kind of stayed. And I was thinking around February I was going to move to LA when my lease is up. But then I was like, oh, I think I've got like another year. So it's funny, like it kind of, it just keeps hooking you in. There is something like very like exciting about New York. Like you accidentally start a business every other meeting and like, you know, just people are, I like that people are very direct. I like the energy, but it definitely gets a little bit much sometimes. Like you'll know it's one of the days when it's just like you have a meltdown on the street just because there's too many sirens. You're like, oh, shut up. Like, and so much beeping. So, so much, much beeping. Like stop beeping. Like I, I was saying to someone the other day, I was like, yo, in New Zealand, it's like weird if you use your horn. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's hugely like, offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like there better be a disaster happening if you're using yeah. your horn. That's right. Whereas here, it's everyone. Yeah. I do miss having a car. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, there's nothing like, you know, you really, when it's winter here and you're on the subway and you've got your groceries and it's freezing and you're wearing giant coats and stuff and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's totally pros and cons to both, yeah. eh? Because here it's like, it's New York. It's amazing. There's so much going on. It's yeah. like the bloody movies. But everything's just that little bit harder, right? Yes. And yeah. everything is just like 20 times more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like, if people at home always laugh when I tell them it's a luxury to have a washer dryer and unit. I'm like, no, that's, like, really nice. And everyone's like, I do not understand that in the slightest. Yeah. But, like, it is. Like, that. Yeah. And now I'm like, as a non-negotiable for me, I can't, can't go back on that. Oh, Especially okay. with the job that I do. I'm like, no. Oh, constant sweetie yeah. clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I need to, yeah, stay fresh. Yeah. But so it's, it's a cool great. city. But it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. It, like, it really makes you grow up. It's, it's good in that sense well if you can make it in New York you can make it anywhere as the saying goes <laughs> is that how the saying goes yes it is actually. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I know I feel like anywhere that you live afterwards I feel like London though could be quite similar to New York and I'm actually going to London next week I just found out so I'm excited because I because cool. I really like London why yeah. why are you going to uh, um, I'm actually going with a friend she's doing a big job and it's out at Soho Farmhouse and so um I'll actually get a bit more green, which I'm really excited for on quiet, but I'll be doing some of the training stuff there. So that's cool. So I'm just going for like four days. And then um, it's actually a really close flight from New York, so that's great. Yeah, it's really not far. Yeah. Um, So speaking of uh, training, so you're a Nike master trainer. Yes. Can you talk us through what that is? Yes, it's a very ambiguous title. Mm. Um, I think the best way to explain it is we kind of all – make it our own role like in a different way so um what do you mean all how many like so there's there's 
I think there's 20 of us in North America now, and that's the main like territory of master trainers. Oh, so you're one of 20. Yeah, and that's then awesome. but then there's sort of a few of us who are more we work more directly with the global teams. There's maybe like four of us that do that, um, and most we're based in New York. So that's I mean New York is like a pinnacle city for Nike. So it's really cool to be here, and we have. Um, there's beautiful offices in Midtown so that's often where you'll see many a like 6am selfie where I'm just like standing pulling the peace sign and the thing in my office but it's beautiful and it's like you can see the Empire State Building and you know we have a swoosh garden and like it's what's got, a swoosh garden? like a giant swoosh that is uh, um, filled with plants oh of course yeah, yeah. the swoosh a yeah. garden yeah. is like yeah. the swoosh so um, but yeah as a Nike master trainer my role specifically because we all do different stuff I work um, on designing a lot of the programming for the Nike app as well as being one of the faces of the app and then I do photo shoots either in front of the camera or behind the scenes when we're using models or athletes I train anyone from the athletes to media to consumers so sometimes it's one-on-one sometimes it's small group then sometimes it's big events like 3,000 people so when we used to do the Nike tour, which was really cool, where we went around 13 cities of the world, you would have maybe 3,000 people in one workout, but then they'd do like five workouts with you that day. Wow. So um, that, that was always really cool and an amazing way to see the world. Um, I also write for Nike.com. I help them on product quite a lot. I had a shoe come out this year, which was super exciting because that was always a huge goal. Yeah, you, have, yeah. you got your own shoe? I have a shoe. Unfortunately, it's not called the Air God So. Very similar it's called the uh, Nike Free TR Flyknit 3. So, you know, it just rolls off the tongue. Totally. Um, so, but that was cool. I mean, for me, it was always more about, like, I really wanted to design, design a shoe for, um, I'm not sure if you've seen the way that I train, but I'm not on the ground that much. So a shoe that really supported a lot of jumping and agility moves and plyo. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. And then I helped them work on a lot of stuff now with social like how do we creative direct these campaigns that are going to bring to life this collection so it's been a really fun journey with nike to actually like grow up with them because i've been with them from 23 to now 30 yes i'm 30 don't act like that a lot of the time but um so that's and then yeah so i'm at their office a lot of the time in new york um training people from our private gym but then also traveling for them and and doing whatever's necessary at the moment i'm working on a big um, project with the app which is really exciting but it's a, I think there's always a lot more written work than people ever know like there's so much planning and stuff that goes into these things and um, so much more behind the scenes than yeah. just what you see yeah like how can you say one technical cue eight different ways Ooh. so um, it's funny so I'm often seen doing strange moves like in my downtime I'm like oh, let me try that out real quick where yeah. I am so yeah oh that's so cool it must be incredible doing a, a like a, a fitness class for three thousand people for so many. It's people. really awesome. Like it's it's and it's funny. Like you know, I went through all these different cities. So Guangzhou, like no one understood what I was saying, but they were just excited to be there. And and the day that we were there, it happened to rain, and so right as I'm going on stage, it's a choreographed workout, and there's sixteen people behind me doing who I've taught very specifically through like using just telling them to watch me because they didn't speak English either. And then we had to change it on the spot because it was raining and they're like, no one can touch the ground. And I was like, good. I love a test. So I just turned around and looked at all of them. I was like, just watch me. Like, <laughs> um, and it turned out fine. So that was good. But then you'd go to cities like um, Istanbul where it was just new for women to be allowed to work out outside. So that was really cool. And then like Moscow was crazy. Um, and like, I mean, Sydney 
always performs. Like Australia and New Zealand people are just fit and they get it. It's an you place. really take it for granted. Like I remember I used to teach grit in Auckland City all the time and you just took for granted that people knew how to like operate. Majority of the class knew how to operate a barbell and move their body and listen. But <laughs> even here still in New York, sometimes I have to turn the music off. I'm like, okay guys, if you really can't listen, you don't get to listen to anything else. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Whereas then you go home and it's really easy to teach because people are just like boom, 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 boom. Kind of like you speak in the same language. Yes. I mean, I try and, um, my best friend, Georgia, who is Kiwi as well. She lives there. She always laughs at me because she's like, when you say the word body, you've, all, you've got really American. Cause I'm like, guys move your body. Like, and she's like, Oh my God, you can't <laughs> say it like a Kiwi anymore because there's words that you just pick up because you need people to understand you. But then it becomes such habit yeah. that you're like, right. Like, yeah, do, do you find yourself like going to restaurants and maybe you just put on an American accent because you know it's going to be a bit easier? Well, you have to definitely say words like water, yeah. like more like how they would how they would speak because, you know, it's very frustrating with sweet green when you have to repeat like five times. I think that it was funny when I did my, I had a cover with Women's Health Australia this year and in the article they said in her New York peppered accent and I was like, ooh, I'm getting there. And like now on the Nike app they say New Yorker by way of New Zealand. I was like, oh, I just graduated. I'm a New Yorker because it takes a while to, to really get called that. Like you have to last your time here. Do you, do you feel like a New Yorker? I do, but I'm still very much like a Kiwi. Like I love, I mean, what I love the most about New Zealand and stuff too is like every time you meet a Kiwi or an Aussie, like you're already making jokes like 10 seconds into the conversation before you even know someone. Like it's just a very relaxed sense of humor. And like, I think it's so nice. There's no boundaries, like male and female friendships and things like that. It's just really, that sounds terrible. No boundaries. Don't take that out of context, guys. Um, That's our clickbait headline for this. <laughs> just tell us how you really feel. No, but you know, like as so many of my best friends from home are guys, and you know, it's just like a, it's a little different over here. Um, so I do miss those things about home, but yeah, I also I really enjoy being in New York. I think for what I do, it just it's hard for me now to go home and slow down a little bit, as I love going home and seeing my friends and family and my cat, my number one. Um, but love a good cat. Eh? Yeah, we'll talk about cats soon. <laughs> oh my god, great! Are there three crazy cat people in the room? This is absolutely. Well, my son Nico is a bit of a super meowdle, as I like to say. <gasps> super meowdle. He's a super meowdle, but my mum. So my mum now has him, and he was originally meant to move over when I was going to live in LA, and then when I moved to New York, I was like. I can't move him into a studio apartment that's not really fair. Yeah. He'd go crazy. Is he, is he an outdoor cat? He is now. He's a rag doll. He's meant to be like this bougie inside cat and now he lives on a golf course and he's having the time of his life. I was a rag doll so, too. Oh my gosh. I know. We might need to add a slideshow to the notes of this podcast. Totally. So in the show notes, there's going to be cat photos. Oh, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Absolutely. I'm yeah. obsessed. Talk us through a little bit about your day-to-day life because I know you do a lot of yeah. training and a lot of traveling. Yes. I mean, how do you kind of... You wear a few all... hats, right? I do. Hmm. I try. Um, especially <laughs> on a bad hair day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Um, so... Okay, so separately from what I do with Nike, I designed a gym for Equinox. It's called Project by Equinox, and that is in Soho. And that's basically an innovation space where they can trial out programming that then might get fed back into all of the Equinox clubs, but it's also a way for people that are non-Equinox members to come and train in this space with trainers that are, um, we all do something different. So obviously I specialize in HIT. There's someone that does dance cardio. 
there's like a Pilates class, there's, you know, a different strength class. And so um, it's a beautiful studio and... Um, it looks amazing via the gram. It is, it is very pretty. Yeah, because Equinox, is that like the biggest sort of gym chain? Yeah, here, it's, it? it's a really, like, it's like a luxury um, gym chain and it's in the States. There's a few clubs in Canada and a few in London. Um, and it's funny because when I was working for Les Mills and they're... When I worked for Les Mills in New Zealand, I worked in their office as well as doing, in the international office as well as creating programming for them as well as teaching at the gym. And I always, when I worked in the marketing team, was like, oh, we've got to be more like Equinox and really wanted to work for Equinox. So I kind of always talk about, like, I believe you do kind of manifest things. It's the same that I always spoke about Nike for years and then I've always spoken about wanting to work with Smartwater for years and then I've just started working with Smartwater, which is really cool. That's really but I cool. think that it's not as – obviously it's one thing to say I want to work with these people, but then it's like I think if you're reminding yourself of that, then everything that you're doing in your day in, day out is kind of yeah. – maybe you don't even realize that is leading you towards that. So, yeah. yeah, so I do that. So I teach a couple of classes a week there. I used to teach a lot more, but just with the nature of my schedule, it's easier – um, to just have two and then I also collab with um, my two of my best friends own a really famous well it's famous in New York it's called Skyting Yoga mm-hmm. and they have three locations in New York and so we have a collaboration class called Pyro Tings so it's a combo of Pyro Girls and Skyting and so that's really cool um, we teach that like once every two weeks and then I have two businesses outside of what I do with Nike and the training stuff. One is a protein called Made Of, and that just launched like a month ago. And that's something I'm super excited about because I've always cared about nutrition. And we all know how important nutrition is, not only in terms of like aesthetically how we look, but how we feel. Mm -hmm. And living in America is very uh, eye-opening with food and nutrition and transparency about ingredients. And I was just getting to a point I was really pissed off about companies being able to lie about what ingredients, even like lie on their packaging. And then thankfully there's websites, yeah, yeah, that actually now really go through and audit and say, no, like this is, this is the percentage of what it actually is. I mean, yeah. I think there's very few regulations from the FDA, especially on supplements here in in America. So people can really just put whatever they want in their um, supplements. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of interesting claims here. Mm. Um, So we, yeah, we, it's myself and my designer he's great Harris Um, he also designs my pyro girls stuff so poor guy has to deal with me firing things at him all the time I'm like I like this oh my gosh I like this Um, but he's great and um, they so yeah that that launched a month ago and I'm really excited about it it was just a really transparent like clean high performance whey protein isolate now you have obviously people being like can you make a plant protein I'm like at first I thought no because it's not authentic to me but I thought well okay if, if this takes off, then maybe I'd look to doing that because I want everyone to have an option that they trust. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, authentically, I'm going to use a premium whey protein isolate because it's the best form of protein. But then I'm already speaking with Fonterra about the next batch is switching to grass-fed New Zealand whey isolate. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that and Amazing. really excited to try and get it. At the moment, it's just in the America, but we're rolling out to UK and Europe next. And then my dad, God bless him, is um, pr- obviously proud Kiwi. He's trying to help with getting it down to New Zealand, Australia. So um, it's always hard when you bring something out and if people are like, but you're Kiwi, we can't get it here. Yeah. I'm like, trying, guys. You are quite far away. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, easy, easy, my Just thing. keep in mind. Uh, <laughs> so I have that. And then I also have Pyro Girls, which is actually started as a workout that my friend Lauren and I 
um, co-founded and she's an incredible trainer. I met her on Nike shoots. She used to be a model and I was one of the trainers and you definitely know her face. She's gorgeous. Um, and she's been in many a Nike campaign and we always used to joke, we're like, why don't we ever get to teach workouts together? And Nike were always like, you guys are just too much energy together. And we'd be like, oh, too much sauce, too much sauce. And so then we started teaching pyro girls at Project. And it just really, the name just came straight away. And our tagline is highly flammable, no smoking, please. Um, because we're both really lit up by obviously what we do. But we also very much like, okay, if you want something, like it's on you to go get it. And so you need to kind of be like the fire that burns inside out and like use even if shit's going wrong, like use that as your fuel to go and do, do what you want and like go after what you want, but don't just like stand there complaining about it. Yeah. So pyro, um, we kind of sometimes abbreviate it to pyro because men are also welcome at pyro girls. Um, and that's just been really cool because it just started as something fun, but then obviously I've had, um, companies like we've partnered with a lot of recovery technologies. We've partnered with Nike, we've partnered with Clinique, um, smart water like it's really cool so um that's just been a fun extension of what we believe in and and training for more than just that hour that you're there but like kind of an extension like even my dad will now be like yeah i'm going pyro on the golf course or something i'm like (laughs) hey dad don't know if that's appropriate quiet space quiet space yeah yeah but it's like yeah you can use it in two ways you can be like man i went so pyro today like just like i was killing it or you can be like I feel pyro. Yeah. Like where you might be a little mad, but you're like going to use it for something. So it's versatile. I love that. It's versatile. Oh, that's so So cool. that's kind of the bulk. Um, I do some consulting for other companies and obviously like I partner with people like Clinique and I, I would never say that I model because I don't think I'm ever doing a good job at that, but, um, that's such a Kiwi way <laughs> to look at it, eh? to, to be like, because you are a model, right? Like you do so, so many <laughs> modeling things, but, but it's like so kind of foreign to, to be like, yeah, that's me. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I, I'm a model. Yeah. You know? Kiwis just don't really. Well, also I think because I train a lot of models and I'm like, that's what they do full time. And I'm like, oh, but then if people are like, oh, you're a PT, I'm like, no, mm. I'm like, I'm. A lot it's a, of yeah, it's almost like, like pigeonholing. I like to say I'm in the business of bodies. So that kind of like fully encapsulates it. But so I do work with Clinique a lot. And then I just shot for Chanel Beauty last week, which was really exciting. And I, that was funny. So I was like, I was like, this must be a mistake. <laughs> but I, even, I thought the same when I was with Clinique. And I've worked with Armani Beauty a lot. And um, it's cool because it's funny because I'm actually such a tomboy from New Zealand. Like as I sit here in like baggy men's ripped jeans and like this, I don't know, this giant vintage probably like my dad's size cut off (laughs) um but it's a huge you know if we can be it's cool that we can work with these beauty companies and really be getting to have a voice about what beauty is from the inside out though as well it's not just obviously about the products that you put on your face it's the way you treat your body it's the one you put into your body and Mm -hmm. hydration everything like that so yeah I mean I'm like yo if you I find it amusing when people want to pay for 600 hundred dollar facials but they don't want to look at their nutrition I'm like, cool, so you're questioning me about the price of my protein powder, but you just go and waste all this money on shit you're just putting on the outside. Like, you do realize it comes inside out. It's so true. Yeah, and and it really is, like, an investment in your health. Like, any kind of product like that. I mean, Art probably gets this all the time with, um, you know, like, clean paleo and right foods it's like people complain about the the price of a premium product that's made with real premium ingredients but it's like well instead of asking why is that expensive you should be asking why is everything else so cheap exactly you know like how how can some of these products cost what they do 
you know and that what? was when I even when I worked with my lab about making the protein, I was like, oh, I just don't understand why people don't make it like this in general. And they're like, well, one, it's way more expensive. And they're like, two, people just don't care. And I was like, mm, no, I refuse to believe that. I was like, I think we can make people care and we have to. And I think that's what's beautiful about New Zealand, Australia. Our food is so good that um, I, you'll notice I always say New Zealand, Australia, like it's one word and one country because everyone here calls me Christy from Australia. <laughs> Still working on that. But, and also just like, sometimes you just have to let it go. You're like, oh, I can't be bothered. Like, right. yeah, my name's Christy, time. whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's funny then when they hear a Kiwi and an Australian accent next to each other, they get it. Yeah, I mean, um, like, oh, Kiwi, way better. Way, yeah, 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 much nicer. Way more polite. More succinct. Um, but they're way funnier. Um, yeah. uh, no, I have a lot of Aussie friends, but um, we have a joke kind of like me and Georgia and we, one of our best friends here, Dougie, he's Australian. Like, everyone's just like, oh, wait, do you have to have an accent to hang out with you guys? I'm like, kind of. Yeah. Like, we stick to our own. <laughs> but, like, that's anywhere, though. If, yeah. If you go to London or anywhere, it's like Kiwis and Aussies just find each other. It's we like do. we're drawn to each well, other. Well, I, yeah. I think it's similar to, you know, what, what you were talking about before, where you just, as soon as you start talking to someone who's a Kiwi or an Aussie, you like just me. instantly <laughs> click. Yeah. You know? It's a safety blanket, though, because you yeah. feel safe to kind of be a bit more yourself yeah. and you kind of know that they're going to get you because yeah. you're from the same vibe. Shit jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be unapologetically weird, and that's yeah. just the norm. Totally. Like, well, that's. Just but I the think Kiwi it's way. funny because a lot of people meet Georgia and I, and everyone's like, "Wow, you guys are two of the same. Very similar, like personality and mannerisms, and like very high energy." So everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, is New Zealand just like full of these like turbocharged, <laughs> like pyro girls?" <laughs> like for lack of better description, I'm like, <laughs> kind of is, kind of, yeah. Like, I guess so. I guess like we have a small population, so we need to make up for it. Yeah, exactly. You know? So what we lack in population. We make up for an energy. We do. Like sometimes I'm FaceTime with my dad and it'll be like 10.30 p.m. and I'm like firing all these business questions at him. He's like, darling, darling, I just need you to slow down. Calm down. It's bedtime for you. Like you can't be this like riled up with energy. Like I'm a terrible sleeper. Probably like I do drink a lot of coffee, but um, I just have a lot of energy. And it's probably the energy that people find contagious and want to sort of get off you, you know? Yes, which is one of the biggest things you have to learn to be really careful about because I will say that New York will drain you like a lot. And you do, the hardest thing for me actually at the moment is, um, I think the original question that I completely darted away from was what is a day like? But obviously so much of your day is giving to other people. So I think the biggest misconception is people are like, oh, you get to work out all the time. I'm like, I've never had less time in my life to work out because I'm training everyone else or I'm trying to like, I'm in meetings or I'm on shoots or I'm doing this or I'm doing this. Like, so I really have to like be strategic with my time and figure out when I can work out. And, and it's hard because a lot of the time, by the time it's your workout, you've trained people all day and you, you actually really do not want to be in another gym. Yeah. Like you don't. Um, and that was why I employed a Pilates trainer um, over the last year and she's awesome. And Pilates actually is no joke. Um, there's obviously there's group Pilates and stuff like that, but I would say one-on-one Pilates is one of the best things that it's you hard, can ever right? do for yourself. It's so hard, but it's so regenerative at the same time. So I've seen like the biggest differences in, in terms of like length and space in my body um, from doing that. So that was a, that was kind of a nice thing Um that I managed to put in because then I was like, okay, it can take some of the thought away from, from me having to then get in there and like team talk myself through because like, especially a lot of the stuff that I do is quite hard. Um, and that's, it's really difficult to do when you're in low energy. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. So with your personal training routine, do you stick to 
kind of um, just high intensity or do you mix it up with some other things? How many times a week do you train? Oh my gosh, I do. Well, like when I lived in New Zealand um, and even when I first moved to the States, I used to be way better at my routine and having my regime. And I was definitely following a lot of a strength program. I've always loved strength training. Um, And I always mix in conditioning and high intensity with that. And then maybe separately, like a few times a week, I'll have like a full, full high intensity session. But um, the beautiful thing with high intensity is it's amazing to you if you are like smart about how you use it. If you're doing it more than three times a week and you're doing proper high intensity, you're going to probably see detrimental effects because your body's not going to have enough time to recover. So I think the the biggest thing that I've learned here is to take a little bit more rest and I do a lot more yoga and I do a lot more Pilates. So I have a mix, a constant mix of strength, conditioning, a bit of hit, yoga, Pilates, which sounds like you're like, wow, you do everything. Do you work out 300 times a week? No. <laughs> um, occasionally I go for a run. I actually hate running. I yeah. proudly say that. I put it on my story. Every time I do it, I go, still not a runner. And then tag at Nike running. <laughs> um, but, um, like, I can run. I can yeah. run actually pretty fast. But I have metal pins in one of my knees. And so running and skiing are just two of the no-goes for me. Um, my brother and I had a cute little motorbike accident when we were younger, which we I sort of let just chill for a while. And then I kept playing water polo in it and kind of destroyed my knee. But... The only way that I can do all the jumping and crazy stuff that I do is because I have the strength in my legs and the muscles around it to support my knees. So, yeah, um, I yeah, I like to go for a run maybe like once a month. I just go for like an eight or ten k run or something just to like get outside and like just turn my brain off and kind of just. It's kind of I mean, New York is a cool city to run into. You can run the bridges and there's so much to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you hit up Central Park? I'm really bad. I really don't, um, but I should. And George is always on my case about it. She's like, we've got to go out there more and blah, blah, blah. But, like, she also travels like a maniac. And so, I mean, usually I would travel a lot, um, as I was saying to you guys before. I just, I've been staying here a bit more recently, and it was good because I think when you travel so much from New York, you get into this rhythm of maybe not being that content with living here. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of just get frustrated with it, whereas when you actually can just take a moment to slow down a little bit and appreciate it for all the things that are really great about it. Like we have the most amazing workouts here. We have phenomenal health services. Like you want to talk about infrared sauna, cryotherapy, like all these crazy things that, yeah. Cause I remember before I lived here, I used to come over and stay with Georgia for like a week every year or 10 days. And we would do this and called like workout week. And we would go and try like one or two different classes a day. And I'd just be obsessed. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like I can't believe people that live here just have this at their fingertips all the time so then it's funny when you go when I go back home I'm like like just the the couple of choices that we've got (laughs) yeah I mean thank god like Les Mills grit is really good um and hard and that's always like nice to go home and like redo some grit classes and stuff but um yeah we definitely like we have we live in the epicenter of fitness here and wellness choice yeah I do really miss the food at home though like we do have good food here but it's just not the same yeah, because I think back home it's just a bit more fresh, isn't it? Oh, yeah. like you don't even talk about farm to table because most things are farm to table. Mm. Yeah. Whereas that's well, a big right. selling point here. Like pretty much all of our meat's grass fed. Yeah. So it's just called meat. Yeah. But definitely the farming practices are a lot um, better for the animals in New Zealand. I think also it's actually way easier to be, you know, paleo and keto and things like that when the, when the meat and the protein options are so good yeah. that... Um, I don't know, you just feel satisfied. You feel really satisfied from the food. So I'd say you never feel like you're in a lack position. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting here, like when you walk through supermarkets, you're just like, what? Like, I mean, granted, I mainly shop at Whole Foods, so you don't see as much of the bad stuff. 
But you're like, wow, I can't believe kids just grew up with all that junk right there. Like, no wonder there's, you know, all countries have issues with health and obesity rates and stuff like that. But it's next level here. You can isn't see it? why America's it's got the worst crazy. obesity rates. It's just so much. Yeah, and and it's cheap as well. You know, like it's actually cheaper the... to buy your food here, like like pre-made or whatever, than cook. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people don't want to cook. And I mean, especially if they're time poor. They yes. Just, you know. And which I always find funny because I'm like, I'm time poor, but I'll still always, if I can cook, I'll cook. Like, I especially always cook my dinner. Like in the morning, most of the time, I'm just making a smoothie at this point because, and I'm kind of sipping on that across the first few clients because say, for example, on a Friday, I'll train five people back to back. Like, yeah. and you know, so you, yeah. you might finish by like 1 p.m. or something in terms of training people, but you're actually just like, well, um, and so you're just like kind of sipping on coffee and smoothie <laughs> as you go. Whereas like, you know, in New Zealand and stuff, I would take the time to make eggs and have yeah. everything. Like I can't even eat eggs here. It just doesn't work for my body. Wow. So that's yeah. been, yeah. The eggs here don't work for your yeah, body. Yeah, even when I try and buy like the bougie, like free rent, I'm just having trouble. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. Oh, it's quite scary, isn't it? It's like, why are they different? What are yeah. they thinking of? Yeah. With um, cooking your own food. Um, you kind of have to like care about you health, right? But cause I'm wondering if like, cause I think a lot of people have that all or nothing mentality where they think like, Oh, I'm, I'm so unhealthy. So it's such a big job to get to this perfect health. So I just yes. won't do anything. Yeah. Whereas it's like, as soon as you start to make small steps, you feel 10 times better. And then that's the motivation. Well, that I you think need. also it's like, you know, when you're like, sometimes even if you're like, oh, I really don't want to do that or like. I don't want to eat healthy today or so oh, what if I, I say that's the thought that. but then when you get to the end of the day and you kind of conquered that and you have that like win in your bucket you're like oh it actually feels really satisfying and you kind of like can carry that behavior on but I always say to people I'm like look like you either want it or you don't there's actually no kind of in between and if you don't want it then cool suck it up and just live with your complaining yeah like or just like that's, no that's your thing but like if you're not going to do something about it like that's only on you like, I'm not here to entertain excuses anymore. Like, I used to have a lot more patience, but with people, I'm like, this, your body is the most expensive thing you own, and if you can't invest in that, like, everything else gets limited. That's like, so your relationships true. and, like, your attitude with work and just everything else. But no one is going to do the work for you. Like, it's – and a lot of the time, it's the most simple change. Mm-hmm. Like, you ever forget about people like this? Some people just really suck at drinking water. I'm like, that's a luxury. You know, it's actually, like, some people would really kill for that. To just yeah. be able to have water at that access straight time. from the tap. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. know if I'm heading straight from the tap here, like in good old NZ, but um, I mean, there's a lot of buzz now around like alkaline waters or people people being, do I drink acidic water or do I drink regular pH? Like, and everyone's body is different based off um, what what's happening in your gut. And one of the companies that I also work with called Upgrade Labs, which is owned by, I'm not sure if you guys know, Bulletproof Coffee and yeah. Bulletproof Labs. So they own Upgrade Labs, which is really um, this amazing facility in Santa Monica if you have the opportunity to go and they teach you how to biohack your body. So it can be if you're recovering from something, if you're trying to improve performance, if you're just trying to really improve. I don't know why I'm losing my voice today. I went out as Drake on um, Friday night for Halloween. Only, <laughs> I know that's not scary, but like I'm scarily obsessed with them. So I think that yeah. counts and like, you know, everyone goes as anything here. It's not scary at all. Um, so I, I kind, kind of, of love that though. I'm like, still getting my voice back. Um, I looked very fresh in a full purple suit. A lot of swoosh going on, um, headbands. Oh, whatnot. I need to see. Um, we'll probably we'll link but, to some photos of the yeah. show notes. <laughs> but I'm um, still, still reclaiming my voice. Um, obviously, you know, we read all these facts and we read all these different things. We try and follow set diets, set exercise things, but our bodies are so unique. 
And I think it's awesome now that we don't have to guess so much. So we can actually find out what's happening within our gut. How do our cells actually work? What what irritates our cells? What, what really gives our cells vibrancy? Like how can we strengthen them? How can we be improving like the oxygen going to our cells? And that's really what... Um, Upgrade labs help you do. So you can get these gut tests and that can help you like understand which type of water is the best for your body, but food, everything, training, like your cells, they can find out from this data if your cells actually like might get irritated by high intensity training. Wow. Like I've been told by a constitutional acupuncturist that my brain is very high intensity. However, the best type of training for my body is more Pilates and yoga. And I was like, that's cute. However, I love going and tearing myself up in the gym like that. That's just what I, that's where I thrive. Yeah. Like when I think I'm going to pass out, I'm like, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's the sweet spot. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's interesting. Like, like everything, take, take a lot of suggestions with a grain of salt, but obviously what Upgrade Labs are doing is very like science driven. So it's pretty cool. That's really cool because I guess like you've got to be super in touch with your own body to know what's going on with the foods you eat, the training yeah. you're doing, because so many people are like, okay, cool, high intensity training. I'm yeah. I'm gonna do like F forty five six yes. times a week or whatever. Right. And that's not let's have inflammation our body. Exactly. That's not necessarily yeah. the right thing for everyone. And so then so so many people kind of think that that's the perfect thing to do to lose weight. So they're like going hard out six days a week, but they're not losing any weight. They're getting frustrated, so they give up. Yeah. But it's like maybe that's just not the right type of exercise. I think that's the thing too. It's like um, how do we find some peace in slowing down a little bit and training smarter? Yeah. So my friend Joe, who works for Nike as well, he always talks about like he's like I'm like efficiently lazy. Because he's like, I'm not going to do more work than I need to. If you see Joe, he's like eight pack, like lean as hell, like but massive, like he's tall, like he played football at college and stuff and he looks crazy fit. He's also running the marathon. You guys could maybe tag team this weekend. Um, (laughs) But you know, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not going to do more work than I need to do. Like, so do the work, do it properly, but know exactly what you need to be doing. And obviously that's, that's easier said than done because a lot of us, we just don't know. I think the biggest thing that I'm trying to encourage people to do is not be so transactional with their relationship with their body. So like, it's not a use and abuse situation. Like, oh, kind of had a wild weekend. So now I'm going to punish myself and go to the gym twice a day, every day of the week, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, the biggest thing that we're not doing right with our training is we're not prioritizing sleep enough. Like that's sleep. They say is that if you're not sleeping is the fastest thing that'll kill you. Yeah. It's and that, there's so many crazy studies about sleep debt. Don't don't read into it too much if you're like me and very bad with sleep. Um, <laughs> it'll just freak you out more, but it's terrifying. Mm. And obviously, you guys are really healthy people. You know the difference in how you feel and your moods mm. and everything when you are treating your body well. Absolutely. I mean, I've started prioritizing my sleep above all else yeah. now. So. Now, if I'm if I've scheduled in to have a workout early morning, yeah. I'll forego that if I yeah. didn't get to bed early enough. You know, yeah. sleep is just far more important than yeah. getting up early and having that workout. You can use these. Um, there's this brand called Whoop, which I always find funny. To say that's another word for our accent, which is a struggle here. I don't know how Americans it Whoop, um, but Whoop, um, and it it's tight to your wrist and it really tracks your heart rate. But like, it's not. It's it's actually feels more accurate. Like the Apple Watch loses me all the time when I'm training, but. Um, the whoop band you sleep with it on too so it tracks from your pulse like at what REM sleep you were in all these different stages and then it tells you based off the night before you can set it like okay tomorrow I want to perform Mm -hmm. I want to be at my peak or I want to kind of just like sort of 
get through it and then it'll tell you based on what you chose like how much sleep you need and then it's but it's funny and then it's always telling you like how poorly behind you are in your sleep <laughs> or like when you've had a good sleep and joe and i both travel so much for nike and, and definitely overcommit um to a lot of things so we're often sharing these terrible statistics with each other but then if we get like a good sleep thing we're like oh my gosh i'm killing it <laughs> um but I that's really interesting those. too i mean i yeah, think sometimes yeah it's great like and and i think as well if you're going to use it as a maybe as like a, a marker to be like hey no it's not a gym day for you today like maybe get outside, walk, whatever, do something nice and relaxing. But I mean, there's also, we talk about cortisol a lot. And I think living in a stressful city like New York, you have to be more aware than ever because like you'll just see people that are like raging balls of cortisol and you can see the inflammation all through their body. So obviously your body releases cortisol when it's stressed. So you can release cortisol obviously after training because training is a stressor on the body. But if you're recovering properly and, you know, that's why we use things like protein or we use like, you know, good like whether that's a powder or good food and everything and recovery stuff to help us. Um, but cortisol is really accelerated when you're stressed. Yeah. So you'll see it hanging around on people. Like it just clings like this layer, this fluidy layer of your muscles, just like inflammation too. And it's so sometimes people will turn up to train with me. I'm like, Hey, we just really, this is not the best thing for us to do to you today. Yeah. Like we can really focus on like stretch and calm. We can go sit in the infrared sauna, but like, you trying to kill it in the gym today is really not the best option for you. Here's a quick message from our sponsor, Sabaru. Well, it's no secret that both you and I bloody love Sabaru. We both drive them. Yep, that's no secret. Well, I drive a Sabaru Forester and that one car of the year last year in 2018. It's a medium SUV and you may ask, what does a medium SUV mean? Well, it means you get all the good stuff of an SUV of like feeling you know, quite cool and high up in your big car. But it's a lot easier to, to drive around the city and it's a lot easier to park, which is a big one for me. I mean, I kind of need all the help I can get in that department. Mm, yes, I'd agree with that. Well, I, okay, I can understand why that one car of the year. Mm. And it's super safe, it's comfortable, and it's full of tech. Some of that tech exclusive to Subaru. Well, like what? Well, like the driver recognition system. So, for example... If you get in my car and drive it, which sometimes happens, and you change all the settings, you're putting the chair back, you're turning the mirrors, and then if I get back in the car, it's going to scan me, know who I am, and put all my settings back in place automatically. That is quite cool tech. I know. It's super epic. And what do you drive? Outback. Thoughts? Subaru Outback. Love it. It's the people's car, the car of New Zealand. Why is that? Well, it does everything. You, can, you drive around the city, it's all-wheel drive, you can shoot up the mountain, it's got built-in roof racks, chuck some boards on the roof, head down for a surf, big enough space in the back, you can go on road trips. You can, I've slept in the back, it's that big. Yeah, that is actually impressive because you're quite tall, aren't you? Mm, correct. So go on, go check out one for yourself. Visit Subaru.co.nz to check out the Subaru range and find an SUV to suit your lifestyle. And unlike Auckland's house prizes, they're totally affordable. And how do you find, because you're, you're on the go a lot of the time, yeah. all day, every day, pretty much. Do you find that you sometimes just get, it's too much, you have like, you need a down day just to chill out? Yeah, and it takes like quite a lot for me to get there. And I think the worst thing is sometimes my days are so crazy back to back that you don't get enough time for meals. And then that's when it'll really catch up with me maybe like two days later and I'll fe- I won't feel well at all. And I'm like, oh man, I need to, I've never been worried about food. Like I eat really well. Like I just like to eat healthy. 
Um, and I don't count calories. I don't count when people are like, oh, I'm counting my macros and blah, blah. I'm like, who cares? Too much admin. Like, oh my God, who cares? Like, look at food and be like, okay, I know what food resonates with my body. The other thing too is that people just don't want to listen to their body. Mm-hmm. They want to just keep ramming thoughts at their body and all these things, but they it's don't want to listen. It's going to be a cookie cutter like when approach. Your body gives you a very clear indication when it doesn't like something. You feel bloated, like your stomach feels irritated, things like that. Those are all, your skin reacts. You might feel tired. All symptoms, very obvious signals from your body, yet people don't want to, they're like, oh yeah, but I just love eating that. And I'm like, so good. I'm it's like, a classic justification. We, we yeah. all do it, right? Well, I, Why? Like, I don't think we do it as much because we're, we're probably a little bit aware, but it's the, this concept constant thing that people are like oh but like I can't do that because I love this so much or like oh I could never do that because I love wine too much I love pizza too much but it's like I'm like okay but do you love do you love your life or like do you love feeling good like your energy like I'm not I'm not being fun police and saying hey don't ever like eat what you want or like have a drink or whatever but like you get to live with the consequences so it's up to you and it's not just you that lives with the consequences. Yeah, it's everyone, it's everyone around, around you. you. Yeah. We call them energy zappers. Like a lot here, people that just, you know, like sometimes it's just like light dimmers. And, um, you light, know, no light one wants, dimmers, light dimmers. Dimmers. Like no one wants to be that friend that's complaining all the time. Like, shut up. And Don't never does anything for it. about it. Transactional conversations with the body is something that I talk to people about a lot. And so like, how can we improve and how can we just be excited? Like, I think we often just forget that it's kind of a miracle that our body works together the way that it does and and it know. does so much for us you know I um we listened to a podcast a while ago with Kelly Brogan are you familiar with her she's no. she's amazing and and she she was saying how um as humans we kind of look at our body as like this thing to dominate it's yes. like our our ego is so big that we think yes. oh we've got this thing wrong with like our body is doing this thing wrong so we're gonna try and like take a pill or yeah. Or fix this thing that's doing wrong. Instead of working with our body and being like, okay, what's happening here? Like, what is my body telling me? We think that we have the power to kind of well, dominate we, our yes, own body. We're living in like a dictatorship. Mm, totally. So, Joe, again, you guys are going to meet Joe with all these quotes. Oh, we've got to um, meet Joe. <laughs> but um, he always talks about, he's like, you know, the mind is the gym that we're in 23 hours of the day. So, if you don't have that right, and I was listening to a podcast this morning because I managed to squeeze in a session um, after I'd been training people. And and to be clear, like, that was 30 minutes. You know, I could have been like, I didn't have time to work out today. I was like, no, I got 30 minutes. Let's go. Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the attitude that you have to do. And I think that's what I like about New York. It makes you be a little bit more strategic. You know, you have to be like, okay, see a window of opportunity. Yeah. Probably um, value, you value your time a bit more because you realize yeah. how little of it you have. Yeah, and I'm very good at saying no. I'm like, mm, no, don't want to be there. Yeah. Like actually everything is a yes or a no. Like, mm-hmm. and you, you know, pretty much when you get asked something, right. Even if it's, if it's mm-hmm. not a hell yes, it's yeah, a no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's a yes or a no. And so now I'm just very good at being like, no. And then people are like, oh, please, no, I'm not coming. I don't want to be there. I get up at five every day. Like, no. Yeah. I want to go home and unwind. Nope. I don't want to have dinner with people. I want some silence. Yeah. Because I think I you home. realize life is too short to just do things you don't want to do and yeah. be at there's, places that you yeah. don't want to be at. There's definitely also an element sometimes where we have to be like, okay, you got to break out of my shell. Like go to this thing. Like that'll be fun, blah, blah, blah. But just really like you figure out like your, your inner compass and, and what you need. And like if you and need to just genuinely slow down. Yeah. Beneficial to you. Yes, you know? exactly. Um, but yeah, if we don't have, if we don't have the mind right in the first sense, then everything else is 
turns into a bit of a disaster. I talk a lot about the texture of conversation and I like using the word texture because like there's a difference when you speak to someone that's really like they make you feel bright and like joyful and like it's something that you know it's like a, like a cozy hoodie you want to be with them all the time mm. um, and then there's people that are really rough and, and it's like hard you know it feels like draining yeah and you're just like ooh, like you just so you've got to be super aware of who your circle of people around you is I'm really lucky that like obviously I could be homesick a lot of the time but I, I'm not because I have a really great circle of friends here and you know they do happen to care a lot about their health and but they also are fun and yeah. you know um yeah, I probably well, I have, I probably party more here. No, I don't. Um, but like, I mean, like <laughs> I have a bit more of a life balance again. Like I got to a point in New Zealand where I was super strict and I wouldn't say I was living in lack, but I was just like, this is what I do. And I train and I do this thing for Nike. I do the shoot. I'm getting ready for this DVD. I'm getting ready for this. I'm getting ready. And then like, I could have had the best body of my life, but I was like hiding at home mm. and wasn't doing anything else and felt like. I was so, I love discipline, so that's probably something I need to be cautious of because I can get really stuck in that and go into a bit of a, like, tunnel with yeah. it. Whereas now I would say I still have discipline, but I'm like, no, it's more of a lifestyle choice. Yeah. Like, that's how I choose to behave. And then if I want, I'm always like, if I want something, I have it. Yeah, because you've like, got to have a bit of balance, right? Otherwise, yeah. you, you just go You crazy. do, it has a negative impact, impact yeah. on you mentally. I don't think I ever, ever really understood the concept of I need a drink until, I'm, until I lived in New York. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, like every now and then, like I do enjoy a spicy margarita and it's a good time. You just need an outlet. But like, I really don't drink much. And like, actually, like most of the time at the end of the day, I'm just like, man, I just want to down like a liter and a half of water. Like, mm. you know, you're, you're chatting all day and, and, and asking a lot from your body. And, um, but yeah, there's a time and a place to have a drink. Um, totally. But, well, and, um, cause before you were just, we were talking about, um, health and what is kind of like, what is healthy eating for you? What is health for you? And like, I'm sure people must ask you that all the yeah. time, your clients and stuff. Do you have any sort of anything you tell them? Yeah. Like I definitely have a really good relationship with the way that I eat. Like, like I was saying before, I don't count calories. I don't believe in any of that. I was keto for quite a time. Like when I lived in New Zealand and again, had more regime and there used to be a time when I would eat two lunches a day and do, you know, all of those things. But, um, and maybe then measure out like my amount of protein more accurately and stuff. But um, here you just kind of sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to make sure I get some time to eat today or do this or do that. But um, I love breakfast. Mm-hmm. I always say you can't have breakfast with people you don't enjoy because it's such a sacred time of day. And like, you know, there's nothing so more true. like, and I mean, Bless, like, my ex-boyfriend in New Zealand. I remember whenever I used to get off, like, those long flights back to New Zealand, I'd never eat on a plane. Like, he'd make sure we had, like, eggs, spinach, avocado. Like, all my favorite things at home so we could just, like, make some breakfast because I yeah. think there's nothing more. I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we love Handsome Dan. He's a good yeah. guy. Shout um, out to Handsome Dan. <laughs> Kiwis are the best. But, um, Expecting a breakfast from Handsome Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, you know, like there's something really nice about setting your day up like that. Like to my personal favorite thing, if I wasn't getting up training everyone else, which I do, by the way, Monday through Saturday, my favorite thing to do is train first in the morning. That doesn't happen for me until it's Sunday. And guess what time the gym opens here on Sundays? 8 a.m. It's a disaster. What? Because like, I wake up early. It's late. Rude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Um, so, yeah, so, like, I think, you know, breakfast is a, is a really – it's such a special time of day. And, like, I know some people aren't breakfast people, so that's fine. Like, you have to do what works for your body, but it is a great way to set your metabolism up, and especially if you start with, like, you know, 
good I mean New Zealand has the best breakfast like shout out Odette's my favorite so first true. stop off the plane every time mm. but you know like eggs and things like that and then I I don't really snack because I always feel full like I eat a lot of I have good protein content in my diet good protein high fats I don't thrive from carbs like the carbs that I get generally are from like vegetables like green veggies and stuff occasionally I have a bit of sweet potato it's really annoying that no one calls it kumara here but whatever it is annoying they also isn't it? don't say capsicum so oh, they, think, they think it's a made-up word. So when I go home to New Zealand, I'm in the supermarket and see the sign. I'm, like, sending photos to all my American friends. I'm like, FYI, real word. Capsicum is a thing. Capsicum. <laughs> also, the words togs, when you call a body a rig, also a word. Um, no, there's just, like, so many things. No, so many things. Don't, don't ever say, oh, yeah, it's called definitely get a jumper. People are like, what? Jumpsuit? <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, you. get a jumper. Yeah, get a jumpsuit. We're jump going. We're going paragliding. <laughs> I tell you what word is it can be very awkward uh, in America is the word niggly. Oh yeah, niggly and dick. Niggly yeah. and dick. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, I got a dick. Like about a presentation. <laughs> I'm like, lol. Um, I actually learned that the hard way when on stage with Nike in LA. And Kevin Hart happened to be on stage with us too. And anyone that knows Kevin Hart or has seen his stuff is very funny. And I said, hit the deck to this group of you a huge group of people it sounds normal to me i mean get down do a push-up everyone's like what and he was like <laughs> his face i was like oh no he's not letting this go and so now like i'm always like cannot say that phrase hit yeah. the deck um even though it's funny um but yes there's a lot of there's a lot of touch and go words but so for lunch i generally have like salad like i'm, I'm obsessed with salads i always have been like you know there's nothing better than I always have this fantasy where I have a little bit of grass in my next house. I probably don't live here because you'd never use the word house. Um, and <laughs> um, I maybe live in LA or something. I have a bit of grass. Nico's there, my cat. Maybe have a few few other cat friends. Um, but I have a barbecue. You know, mm. like New Zealand meat on the barbecue is so good. So, I mean, you grow up like that. So I love just like meat and veggies. So I often just have like a healthy salad. I always have to have avocado. I'm a real diva about it. I love it. Um, and because New York's really good for those salad bars, right? Yes, there's so yeah, many there's around. a lot of the salad bars. You just got to be careful with the dressings. So some of my friends actually just opened this new spot called the Village Den um, over in West Village, and that's really cool because they've taken out like often. I think when you're trying to be healthy, you go to places and you have to amend menus, and you just feel like you're compromising all the time on what you're you're already trying to make a, a sacrifice in a sense, <laughs> right? Like and then you're and then you're like, oh man, no, I've got to change this, blah blah blah. So they've really taken out a lot of the pain points. It's actually one of the few places where I go and don't change anything on the menu. So that's <laughs> you guys, you gotta go to go to go yeah. while you're here. But so I have a very similar like lunch and dinner scenario where it's just like a protein and veggies and avo. Mm. But like I love broccolini, like I love Brussels sprouts, I love all these things, you know, like actually like dense carbs, like sweet potato and stuff like and yeah. like squash and stuff makes me tired. Yeah. So I don't have it. I haven't eaten grains for years. I was lucky I grew up celiac. Like I have a oh, terrible yeah. reaction. So I love that I love how you say that you're lucky you have celiac. That's why I don't eat gluten-free bread. I don't eat gluten-free pasta. I don't actually eat any gluten-free alternatives like that because I don't want to. They didn't exist when I was growing up with it. I don't need to add them now. I never crave pizza. People are always like, don't you wish you could have pizza or a burger or chips? I'm like, honestly, don't even think about it. Yeah. My one issue was lollies. So you have to say candy here because everyone in America thinks lollies means lollipops. Like I loved gummies. Mm. Loved them. 
couldn't learn any portion control, so I just quit, and I've been fully sober for from all candy for six years. <laughs> so you've gone cold turkey. So people, I think, think, oh, that's a bit aggressive, but I'm like, no, just because I know that I have no portion control with that, so I just don't do it, and I feel so much better. And about just don't it. even have it in the house don't or around you. And then yeah. once you eliminate sugar, like like in a capacity like that, I'm not saying I never have any sugar because like I will eat fruit and I will have um, like manuka honey when I feel like I'm getting sick and stuff. Mm. But when you eliminate sugars like that, it changes your palate and you really just acknowledge the flavor from things like carrots and capsicum and Mm. yeah. And I feel like you uh, are so kind of in tune with your body when you don't have a lot of sugar that it's like, I don't want to eat it because I know I'm going to feel really average for the rest of the day. That's also why I don't like alcohol because like if I have it, I'm like turnt in bed. It's not from the alcohol. It's because like the sugar content and I'm like, woo. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Nope. And it ruins you, it ruins you the next day. I just hate, I can't bear being hungover. Oh, I can't like, bear it. There, there also, goes like, like, a full day. Not the best look as a trainer. Mm. No, to, totally. Um, but that was what was funny is we we're out on Friday night at this Halloween party and um, I was trying to order a drink for me and my friend from the bar and then the girl was like, oh my God, like I love all your workouts on the Nike app. And then I was just like... <laughs> Y'all have three Jager bombs, please. Uh, yeah, I was like... <laughs> I'll just swap that spicy margarita for a sparkling water, thank you. Yeah, oh, damn that girl. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you. It's sometimes you worry about, like, people thinking, like, you know, but also, like, we're all humans. Oh, totally. And, and, like, I, I think that kind of makes you a bit more approachable as well because then people are like, oh, cool, you know, like, she's this amazing trainer, but also she has a couple of margaritas on a Friday night, you know, or yeah. she, she can kind of... Yeah, what, what other vices do you have? That... What other vices do I have? Yeah. Um... I always say to people, I'm like, take anything away from me, but don't take my time to work out on my time with my friends. Like, I'm obsessed with my friends. Like, I am obsessed. Um, I also have a few wives. So I talk about my wives. One is Millie Holmes. She's so – she taught me what really, like, loyalty is. And um, so we've been – yeah, we've been, like, best friends since we were eight. And it's funny because she lives in Greece. And um, we don't get to see each other, obviously, as much as we would like. But it's – you know, mm. it's, it doesn't matter. So I have her and I have my other friend, Sammy, who lives like a five-minute walk from me. She's one of my other wives. And then I have Chrissy, who owns Skyting Yoga. So I have, an, you know, a Filipino wife, a Greek Maldi wife, and I have my American <laughs> wife. You so really it's great, bases, you yeah. know, like, um, but I, and then like, obviously like Georgia is my, is my best, best friend, but she's like my little sister. Mm. And so it's such a joy to have her here because it makes, and she's one of the hardest workers that I know. Like this girl, like, honestly, like she's, she's so pretty and she's so funny, but like, I think that just like her heart is so much prettier than even like her exterior. Yeah. And like, so everything becomes funny. Like when we're hanging out and like, you know, you turn situations like sometimes we're having the funniest FaceTimes of our life. We were both, she's stuck in El Paso at some weird airport and I'm stuck in Atlanta and yeah. like, I've just broken my finger while I'm trying to run to a flight, like miss it and broke it on my bag. And like you yeah. laugh instead of being like, poor us, we're stuck in these weird airports. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, and it, make, it makes a huge difference. Like if you have people to share your moments with, so those, I know they're not typical vices, but mm that time and like my time alone in the gym I always listen to audiobooks or podcasts when I'm in the gym because I feel like that's when my brain is the most open to receiving I love learning like I'm actually a geek I, re- I like just read I highlight all my books like mm-hmm. I did a double business degree before I went into training and a lot of the time I feel like I'm like oh, I don't know how much I use that but um I definitely don't use the finance definitely don't remember a thing from that but um I I do use the marketing of it but 
I still just, I just love the concept of learning and I think we're always in a position to learn. It's cool with Nike because we get continuing education allowance each year. So I did, I used it last year to do like Pilates stuff and I did um, a lot more like recovery courses because I just want to help. My biggest goal with people is how do we make them feel better? So even when I have like downtime and I should probably be doing more fun things, I'm usually trying to research or like read or learn something. Um, but in terms of maybe typical vices that people talk about, I do, I'm not, I'm partial to some corn chips and guacamole if I was going to go that way. Corn chips, man. But corn just does not like me. Yeah. And that's the one time where I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a partition from knowing that this isn't the situation yeah. for me, but they've got to be good. There's one spot kind of just grain, around right? the corner here. Yeah. It's pretty much a grain. Yeah. You've got to get the good ones too that are super crisp, especially like ideally they're spicy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I like the most. That's the one thing like I would rather have that than anything else. Like yeah. if I was eating something bad. You and know? Whole Foods, there's like all these amazing types of freaking chips. Yeah. Like well, there's yeah, the tapioca. We've had a paleo version yeah. somewhere here. So at least you can have oil. better ones that don't make you feel as bad. Yeah. Actually, one of the best trips I did was in Mexico this year. And they t- I went with my friend Emily and we they taught us how to make this like rosemary guacamole and then this other habanero one. Oh, and it was yum. so good. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. my jam. Anything corn chip, eh? Anything corn chip. My other vice is um, hoodies, which I know is an interesting thing to say. But if you came to my apartment, basically my whole closet is like hoodies. Like the whole thing. Summer and winter, don't care. And then I'll have like these nice clothes. Like I might have some like, you know, like actual designer stuff that's like piled, kind of like squished <laughs> down in the corner because all my hoodies are like taking precedence. And like, they're like hanging, perfectly pressed. And they hang with pride. And like, oh, I hang dry everything that I wash, including all my gym gear. Yeah. Um, which people think is funny because obviously I have so much Nike gear, but I'm like, I still care about it. Yeah. And it's also like, that's your job, you know? I don't. You wear that every day. Yeah. So, and I love sneakers. That's why I'm in this dream home that has the grass and the barbecue and the cats. I've got um, the vision, yeah. Maybe a handsome husband, but, you know, um, the, I have um, also a sneaker closet. That would be. Full shoe room. Full shoe room. How many, how many pairs have you got at the moment? Honestly, I don't tell you. I have no idea. It's bad. I need to do an audit. Yeah. Especially because training shoes too. Like, then my shoe, we did it in like 12 different colors. So... Have you got one of each? I have like eight of the colors. But then also the color... One of the color iterations we transferred across four different shoes. Then I have four of those. But then the main colorway of my sneaker, I have like four pairs of it. And then I have the additional colors. And then... So it's just like... I would love to see It's just so... You need more feet. I need... Yeah. (laughs) The funniest thing is when people come to my house, they open what is meant to be the food cupboard, like a pantry, and it's a sneaker. It's my fake sneaker closet, and it like because it rolls all back, and they're like, "Cool, guess I'm not having a snack here. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fridge full of water, and then like Larkalone coffee, and there's sneakers in the pantry. So good. That's and then I'm like, so well, I've got a lot of protein powder if you need. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my dad um, cat sits for us, and last time he was um, cat sitting Brian and Christine. He, I'm cool. Wait, Brian, that's the names of the cats? Brian and Christine. I love yeah. it when the cats have like real human names. It's so good because we adopted them as Tommy and Coco, but we were like, it's too mm, catty. Too catty. You know? Very catty. Let's just bring it back to a normal middle-aged human name. Yeah. Um, Cute you adopted them too. I'm big on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, they're like fancy cats. Yeah. So is next. Yeah. But we still adopted yeah. them and it makes me feel better. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so, so dad um, called and he was like, Hey, do you have any like actual food in your house? I was like, what do you mean? There's, there's heaps of food. And he was like, all I see is powders and pills. He yeah. was like, that's all you have in your entire what house. What a really strict supplement diet. <laughs> um, and we literally have 
so many supplements. I mean, that was because we, we only really eat fresh produce. What is your guys' re- current relationship, would you say, with like nutrition and training? Because obviously you guys are really in- informed in this area too. Um, and are you both, pa- so you're both paleo mostly? Yeah, pr- pretty much. Like we're pro- probably about 90% paleo. Yeah. Um, I've probably found it a little bit difficult lately because I find it really hard with traveling and yes. like I'm sure you know the feels. It's yeah. like it, it can be a, a real mission and, and you do have to kind of be a, a little bit adaptive, I think. Yeah, you have to learn to put like a little bit of your like – you know your needs aside because you, you just have to be like okay what is the best option exactly finding yeah. the best option yeah yeah so I, I think um, for me my training is a lot more relaxed than it was last year because I trained for the marathon last year the Auckland one and um, and I, I, I felt like my body was just so so inflamed yeah. so inflamed from just the sheer amount of running I, I was yeah. doing and I just stressed out my body completely and now I just love yoga and Pilates yeah. and going for little jogs and things that make me feel, give me energy rather than take yes. it out of me. Yes. Um, but I mean, I guess like everyone's different, but I just find that's the best thing that works for me. Yeah. And, and it's interesting with, um, with the nutritional side of things, you know, I'm, I follow, um, I'm, you know, predominantly paleo, but I'm also reasonably low carbohydrate. Yeah. And um, I, I have been especially uh, doing this marathon training that I've been doing. And it's worked really well for me, but I mean, you find that you function better with a bit more carbohydrates, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah, yeah definitely. So yeah. I get most of my carbs from things like kumara and yeah. like starchy yeah. vegetables. Yeah. African love starchy I have a, vegetables. I have a lot of friends that actually thrive off starch. Like yeah. that works for them well, but for me, it makes me feel sluggish and tired and yeah. slow. Whereas like good, like if I'm not having enough fat or protein, is when I notice that then like mm. that's when I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, but then it's um it's kind of hard being in a relationship when you kind of thrive off different things arts like doesn't need as many carbs as I do yeah. so then well, it, actually, I, it actually works really well because you just end up eating my curry. no but that's bad because because yeah. I make yeah. enough for both of us and then I eat the whole thing that's how that's yeah. how it goes down and so in terms of training for the marathon have you been doing you've got a nice strength routine in there at the same time to yeah. support the yeah so I've been just been uh I've been doing a lot of running and I'm yeah. I'm very do you like running? running? I, you know, or are you I, doing this because you want to run a marathon? I love trail running. Trail running is my okay. thing. Um, and I've, I've actually struggled with uh, running on the road so much for mm. both uh, my body. My body has sort of found it quite tough. I've just been getting tight um, calves. Um, and, and also just mentally. You know, it's a long time just running on the road. It's um, a long time to be just there with your thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. at least when you're out in nature, you can kind of zone out and take in the nature around you. But yep. when you're just Every like different running as well. I think what's road. funny with marathons is people focus so much on saying, you know, it's 42 kilometers or whatever it translates to in miles, you know, 20, 26.1 or something. I'm not sure. Um, Long way. I still really should. I live in America now, should be speaking in miles yeah. and um, Fahrenheit, but, you know, like to be difficult. Um, but I think what people forget about is actually it's like, um, the number of miles, kilometers run in the training mm. to, to get up to it is just huge. Because you're doing like 50Ks a week. It's at, a lot. You know, at least when you're getting up to the end of training. And and I think it kind of, well, for me anyway, it um, took the fun out of running for me because I love going for a run. I really enjoy it when I'm 
feeling pretty fit. It's a nice day and I can just take it easy. Yes. Um, but when I was like, okay, today's a Sunday. I've got to go for a three hour run. Well, and that's, just, yeah, that's another thing. You like, okay, have to hit eight Ks. Not just like, what do I feel like running? Like when I go out and run, it's just whatever I hit is just what happened. Like I kind of map out a, uh, like where I want to run. Like I might be like, oh, I want to run from my building up over the Williamsburg Bridge and then look back and do this and this and this. And it might end up being like 7.96 kilometers. So then obviously I'm going to round it out to an eight. Totally. Like I'm going to run until yeah. I hit that next thing. But I don't know. Stop yeah, I don't go out. Yeah, I do. I don't go out. I've my doorman have seen me many a time like run through the driveway of our building and then look at my phone and be like, nope, you I gotta <laughs> run like one more lap around the block. But like I think it's nicer when you can just you run to feel rather than being like running like, okay, this is I have to be so attached to this number. Yeah. I yeah. agree. You know, I, I like to run for the sake of running if I'm enjoying it, yeah. you know, rather than trying to Rather than trying to do it for training, it's just not as fun. I think the achievement of running a marathon will be awesome and like really, but then I think it's always interesting to see whether people want to continue doing them or just be like, cool, did that. Well, yeah, this this podcast will come out after the marathon, so... We'll do yeah, a round two. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, it was a great run. No, we'll find out. We'll find out yeah. if I want to do another one or not. I, I think I probably won't. Well, because a lot of people say that... Um, once you do a marathon, the worst thing you can do is just stop, is stop running completely. Wait, that's the worst thing you can possibly do. Just well, <laughs> it's it's really not good for your body because you've been like running, 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 and then to, to just suddenly go from well, imagine how zero. nice it'll feel to just be like, oh, I'm just gonna go smash on a five k like trail run, like yeah. fun. And it well, was, you wouldn't even like break a switch. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to getting back into other sorts of training, yeah. plyometric, strength work, oh, yeah. all sorts of things like that that I've had to, um, you know, cut down on yeah. heaps because I just haven't had time, and I've also didn't want to get, have sore legs because yeah. that would you know, impact my tr- running training. So, yeah. yeah. Actually, I um, have a question on advice mm. from you, please. So for me, I feel like I've mastered the. Um, bare minimum that I need to do to stay yes. in okay shape. Yes. So I've, I've I've kind of like reached this point where I feel pretty good, I feel healthy. Yeah. Um, but it's like this okay kind of place yeah. where I kind of like dabble in exercise. I'm good with nutrition most of the time, but yeah. like I want to take it to the next level. But it's almost like deep down I don't want it enough, but I do want it. But I do want it. Yeah. I would I would honestly just recommend like some quick spikes. Like mm. and that's even like say you're going to Pilates or yoga that day, like doing like do a quick warm-up and then like do like a little like I love like um, this little like five minute hit out. So like mm. even if and then even if you cycle, you, you can choose if you want to do that once or you cycle through it two or three times. But you can really pick your heart rate up, but in a short amount of time. And you, you can do all body weight. You know, it doesn't yeah. need to be that you need to be in the gym or anything. But it's nice because it teases your body. It just takes you over a little bit into that heart rate zone where you're getting a little bit anaerobic. Maybe you're not fully there the entire time, but it's it spikes you up and you're like ooh feel good yeah because even if it doesn't feel great at the time like if you can tap into some of that epoch effect which we talk about you know excess post-oxygen consumption Mm. um which is that really happy feeling post-exercise yeah so i think even having those little shocks and you want that because it's good that's what sort of starts to rev up your metabolism like even if you add in like two of those little bursts a week you would probably notice a difference and it's Mm. just like i think the the worst thing that people do is they're layering on too much training yeah Mm. so it's more about like okay if I'm already doing my Pilates, what's a quick little thing that I can do there? Um, or, you know, like knowing like, okay, this is yoga. This is my regeneration day. This is, but I also find it funny. Like I've never been the type of person that was like, this is leg day. Oh this yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. Back and shoulders only. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Don't touch those legs. I on remember the like, I remember when I would be in, um, 
Les Mills and people were like really starting to like get into the bodybuilder kind of thing and people were like, oh, you're training for a comp. And I'd be like, no. <laughs> I was like, I just like doing pull-ups and I like would be in there with my trainer. I'd be like, please stop talking to us while we're training. Like this is busy. Oh, um, the worst. The worst. I can't Stopping stand for it. a yarn. Eh? Oh, it's don't. Like, don't. I'm not here to make out. friends. I got one out. My ear, my AirPods actually don't come out. Yeah. So you can come up and be talking to me and I'll leave my AirPods in. Yeah, and that's the, the ultimate sign that you're shutting it down, eh? Just Generally, like, I'll, I'll, if I take one out, I say to someone, I'm like, you have 10 seconds. And they're like, what? And I'm like, eight, seven, <laughs> six, and come on. Because I'm like, this might be the one 45-minute or an hour block of myself yeah. that I have today. I don't actually give a shit about anyone else other yeah, than myself not. in that time. And yeah. I, you have to be selfish. Yeah. So, yeah. That's your time to I mean, get I would I would just say, like, be strategic. Mm. Be like, okay, cool. I'm going to add. I'm gonna know exactly what I'm doing. I think if you go into the gym with a plan, it's such a difference. Yeah. Whereas if you go into the gym to, like, meander and, like, be like, few reps on this, few reps on this. It's like you're walking around being like Oprah in the gym, being like, you get a rep. Yeah. You get a rep <laughs> to every machine, but then you didn't really do anything. Yeah, it's, it's so fascinating. true. It's fascinating. I love watching people sometimes in the gym, and I'm like, what is going on over there? So you talked about like, like a five-minute head out. Where can people, like, where would you direct people to so find like, something to follow? There's a few, few people that I love following who really put up, like, good things. So, like, Brian Nunez, he's one of our Nike trainers. He's amazing. He always puts, he like, every Every day the guy's a content machine and then like just train is a the instagram account is that but his name is boss and he's kevin hart's trainer and he is no joke he's awesome really? he's such a nice yeah, guy really him. funny and he's great he puts out really good exercises but i think it's like i like i like to see people like that where i know they've got great form so you're watching straight away um and then um and they make it so easy. They're like, hey, here's four moves. You do them for 30 seconds, you rest for 15, do it four rounds, boom, done. Yeah. Like they take out the – I often post ladders because I think it's fun and that's what – like I, that's what I often find. If you're not quite – like when people are like, oh, I don't really know if I want to do it or I'm a bit tired. Like that's what I use for my girls when they're traveling a lot and they'll come back off flights. Like I'll add in a little bit more so it maybe feels like a game or mm-hmm. like a bit of a challenge because yeah. you tap into that inner drive that they have. But um, – I think it's it's sometimes just about thinking, okay, I'm going to be, I might only have 15 minutes or I might only be dedicating 15 minutes to this thing, but I'm going to be so efficient in that time and I'm going to give it everything. There's no point trying to be like medium rare or like a B plus. So true. Just if you're going to be there, just be there. Yeah. One important question we have is if you could only eat three different foods oh my God. for the rest of your life, what would they be? Um, avocado. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh my God. So hard to choose a protein. Maybe I'd say like a, a good like white fish or yeah. something. Um, and a terakee. Yeah, yes. or a snapper. Yeah, mm. or, and maybe like and arugula, as they like oh, to say here. Arugula. Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Those okay. are your three. Yeah. Cool. Nice. And Am I a loser? No. That answer? No. I feel like that's answer. quite well thought out because like, you know, chicken and steak would get a bit dense, like eating it all the time. Salmon would get a bit rich. Yeah. And especially if there's versatile. no seasoning on it, like you're gonna want something like fish. You're not gonna want chicken. Yeah, bland. No so are we, are we allowing salt and pepper on the fish? Oh my god, I, I, oh, I I'm quite one. the fan of salt. I mean, surely, like yeah. good salt, you know, like Maldon salt or like pink salt Himalayan and pepper, salt, Marlboro sea salt. salt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be specific, <laughs> I actually have my own travel size salt like things because you should always take those with you because like a lot of salt, like table salt and stuff, and places you eat out is just really not good. You know, yeah. if you want to be high maintenance, just um, let me know. I've got a few few little tips on that. But I <laughs> yeah. mean, like, if you're going to be high maintenance in, in an area, you know, make it your house. Oh, my God. Own it. Absolutely. Totally. Value it. 
And it's not be embarrassed thing. by it too. I always say to people, I'm like, you, you should be a diva about your body. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not, like, care more, please. Yeah. So, if people want to check you down, they want to see how diva-ish you are. <laughs> um, how, do, how do we follow you? Bougie bodies. Um, no, it's, um, so, I'm on Instagram at Kirsty Godso commonly known as Christy, but it's just Kirsty. Um, and yeah, this bitch, she's like my alter ego. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on there and that's where I talk about all my other stuff. So that's my best place. I don't tweet because, you know, I talk too much and we just use Instagram stories. What about Pyro Girls? Pyro, we have a Pyro Girls account. That's just at Pyro Girls, which I need to actually pay more attention to. Is there a website as well? Yeah, there's a Pyro Girls website and we actually have on that, um, that's where we like sell our merch and we also drop, like we'll, we'll put up if we're doing tour dates. So actually New Zealand, Australia are going to get some workouts coming down over summer, awesome. which yes. we haven't put out yet. So that'll be fun. So you guys are non-negotiable to come. We'll call it Pyro if it makes you feel better about men coming, but men come. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I could be a Pyro boy. Well, Pyro boys are the most Pyro often. And like, yeah. there's nothing cooler than, there's a lot of these guys we see walking around New York and they're wearing a Pyro girl sweatshirt. I'm like, that's what's up. Amazing. I'm like, I'd, wear, yeah. I'd wear a Pyro girl sweatshirt. Oh, we'll have to send some down to you guys. Um, yeah. What about your protein powder? And that's called Made Of. And it's got like four underscores because, you know, just being extra. So it leaves a space. So you can say, you know, I am made of cats. Oh. Nah, you know, whatever. Love but like, yeah, so it's Made Of. Made Of Avocado. Oh, I, I predominantly like 88% avocado, <laughs> 12% water, 0% zero percent brain at yeah. this point. Yeah, 12% smart yeah. water, totally. My brain is, you know, the more I flex these muscles, I wonder about my brain. <laughs> I'm happy though, you know. Cool. I will, oh, oh. I'm you. <laughs> Thanks so much for chatting to us. Really appreciate your time because I know you're very, very busy. Yeah. So thank you guys. It was nice to hear some familiar accents and to actually sit down consistently maybe for like an hour. So Oh yeah, that's what we're all about. <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> well that was Christy from Australia. Thanks a lot. <laughs> And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to another episode of Well and Good with Art and Matilda, brought to you by Raw Collective, the podcast network behind the creation of this fantastic show. And you'll find all updates on the Raw Collective Instagram, as well as on their website, rawcollective.co. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends to give us a listen. And if you didn't enjoy this podcast, then keep your mouth shut. No one wants to hear from you. And lastly, if you could please remember to subscribe to and rate this show. This ensures that other listeners can find the show too. 